Today is the second Sunday of Advent. There is a special collection for the foreign missions. As announced last week, an annual collection, if you can be generous, to support those in the far-off countries who have much less than we to help the apostolate. There is a St. Mary's College presentation after this Mass. We have brought in a guest speaker who was here a few years ago, Dr. Andrew Childs, who is one of the deans of the college there in St. Mary's, Kansas, a place that no one knows about, but as many things like Syracuse, it's a great treasure unknown, and that's why we brought him here, but also to mention the change from a two-year to a four-year college that has just taken place, the current freshman are in the four-year program. Much has changed since the days of old. Some of us who are here went to the college, but I encourage you to take part in that presentation. It will be in room 112, not as listed in the bulletin to be here, but room 112, as you exit, the ushers will get paid double duty today to make sure they usher people into that room. But please do so if you can, and we're grateful for his presence. Also after Mass, there is the blessing of religious articles, as normal for the first Sunday of the month. Also, St. Nicholas will be commemorated today. Some of the children were mesmerized by the tables behind me in the hallway, but thankfully the parents kept it till after Mass. But there will be blessing of children at that table, and then the little bags are to be given to each child. I just ask that we can do it in a very formal way, that the families with children go out of the gym this way, and gather in the hallway, I will meet you after Mass to bless the children, to give a little talk to them, and then to, of course, allow them to get their baggie, and then go down the hallway, and then presentation in the college, room 112. Please pray for two specific intentions, one of which is for Bonnie Massett, one of our parishioners who has been struggling with cancer. A lot of her family is here today, but please pray for her as she struggles. <clears throat> excuse me, through her sickness, and she's taken a turn for the worse in some ways, but recently bounced back. So again, we thank God for that grace, but please pray for Bonnie Massett. And also for the women who will go on retreat starting tomorrow. Father Albert flies in tonight, and the women will be on retreat this week. On Thursday, the Holy Day of Obligation, December 8th, the Mass schedule is in the bulletin, the two morning Masses, and then the evening Mass. And lastly, just a reminder for our resolutions for Advent as a parish to try to pray for a church, and secondly, to make more frequent and better communions. That was announced last week, and there will be confessions during Mass after the sermon, and two priests will offer Holy Communion. The epistle for today's Mass is taken from Romans chapter 15. Brethren, what things soever were written were written for our learning that through patience and the comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. Now the God of patience and of comfort grant you to be of one mind towards another according to Jesus Christ, that with one mind and with one mouth you may glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive one another as Christ has also received you unto the honor of God. For I say that Jesus Christ was minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, but that the Gentiles are to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, 
Therefore will I confess to thee, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and will sing to thy name. And again he said, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and magnify him, all you people. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise up to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope and in the power of the Holy Ghost. The Gospel is taken from St. Matthew, chapter 11. At that time when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, sending two of his disciples, said to him, Art thou he that art to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus, making answer, said to him, Go and relate to John what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise again, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he that shall not be scandalized in me. And when they went their way, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What went you out to in the desert to see? A reed shaken in the wind? What went you out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Behold, they are clothed in soft garments, are those in the houses of kings. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my angel before thy face, who shall prepare the way before thee. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. <clears throat> what things soever are written are written for our learning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Reverend Father, dear faithful of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we go through Advent, a time of expectation, a time to desire something great, something beautiful, we will pause upon what took place on Friday evening here. Images are helpful, reality is good, but a lot of times we don't see the great things that take place. Hence, they are mentioned to us when we're gathered together. But on Friday evening, we had the one presenting the college presentation today to give a little presentation on music, the beauty of good music, the preciousness of it, what God has given to us through the talents of others. And during this conference, which had few people attending, the people coming out of the evening mass in this building heard some music coming out of a classroom. Some people left. One person was attracted and came to the room. And of course, I had to gather people left and right because I love being an usher, not oftentimes having the opportunity, but trying to bring, bring people in, bribing them, doing whatever I could. Some came, some ran away. But there was this one who was drawn in, one, to my knowledge, because of the beautiful sound. When I approached this man and he said, what is going on? I explained, but he came in because of the music, not because of what was scheduled, not because of the time he had, but because of the beauty of the music. 
And on that time, I jotted down a note which is true. Beauty attracts, evil repels. That's in the class of music, but that's also regarding Advent. Christ, the Savior, the Redeemer, ought to attract us. We want to expect his coming. We want this beautiful and precious treasure. But sin, anything foreign from God, the world in this darkness should repel us. And now we have to see where we are in expecting Christ at Christmas. A lot of people don't know the beauty of our Lord. We ourselves don't understand his preciousness. And that is why we reflect upon the scriptures of today in the first line of the epistle. says, what is written is written for our learning. Read the Advent Masses. Read the book of Isaiah the prophet, who is quoted many times today. It's an Old Testament prophet. It's a book that is long, but it speaks about the beauty of the coming of the Messiah. People in the Old Testament had thousands of years to wait. We have four long weeks to wait for Christmas. And that is why we pause upon what the Catechism of the Council of Trent wants us to meditate upon today, this dogmatic point that there is a Redeemer. Let us remind ourselves of that. It is the second article of the Apostles' Creed. After believing in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. That's the second article upon which we meditate today. That is what we look forward to at Christmas, this Redeemer, this Jesus Christ, this Messiah, whom we know is not seen as such by the Jews, is not seen as such by many of the worldlings. Who is this Christ? But if you remember the Messiah to bring back the grace that was lost, the necessary element for us after having fallen, he is the one we want. And proportionally, as we have gone astray, or proportionally as we lack the grace we need, we, we need this Messiah. And that is why we reflect upon him today. But let us not lose this focus that it's an aspect of faith. We do not need just each other. We don't just need things over our heads and warmth and money. We need this Redeemer. We need him in our soul by grace. And also, this Redeemer established the church. Hence, we need the church wherein we receive the sacraments, part of our resolutions this Advent season. But do try for yourselves to unravel this idea that the Messiah who will come is the one who will save the world, who will save us. And that is the next part of this quotation, what is written is written for our learning, and from these words will give us hope. That four-letter word, a good four-letter word, was repeated multiple times in this epistle, although the green color, which symbolizes hope, was taken from our eyes, and now we have the violet. We still have this semblance of hope, but hope in who or hope in what? It's hope 
in the Redeemer. And that is what is coming forth in the act of hope, which we hopefully say every day, O my God, relying on thy infinite goodness and promises, I hope to obtain the pardon of my sins, the help of thy grace, and life everlasting to the the help of Lord and my Redeemer. And so this is the thought of today. Hope in the Redeemer, something that we, God willing, embrace, but others don't. And that is where we have to today take it to another, be a missionary, as we have the second collection for them, to be like St. Francis Xavier, whose feast we had yesterday. This man who went abroad and helped bring souls to this understanding, that's our duty. The moral aspect from the Catechism of the Council of Trent today is on the virtue of fortitude. It might be hard to connect this thought with today. It goes to the Gospel, Matthew 11, when after St. John sent his disciples to our Lord to see that he was the Messiah, our Lord spoke of St. John. St. John is not this wet noodle, this spineless man whom we see so often today. St. John is that reed, firm, not shaken in the wind. He's this man who has principle, this man who is docile to his duty, this man who went to pave the way of the Lord. It takes fortitude, strength, courage, manliness to be able to believe in the Messiah When so many people don't or mock, belittle us for doing such and following his church, when it's easier not to comply with the laws of God, so we think, on earth, because eternal damnation is awaiting for those who will not follow Christ, but it takes fortitude day in and day out, during Advent four weeks to keep our resolutions. How many of us have failed in our resolutions after one week? Resolutions which are not that great, are not that difficult, and yet that is why we today focus upon this virtue of fortitude. Those who see Christ as the Messiah, those who hope in his intercession, are going to need this virtue to withstand all the temptations, all the compromises presented, all the worldly spirit, the bad music that will try to attract Today we pray for that grace, and we do so through the intercession of St. Francis Xavier, the one who had fortitude, so much so that St. Isaac Jogues, that master in New York State who wanted to be like St. Francis Xavier, that's what he said in his life, in his formation as a Jesuit, he said, I want to be like St., well, at that point, Francis Xavier, and he wanted to go to the missions. He did so. He had that fortitude. So we, wanting to resemble these saints, God willing, not wanting to keep this faith to ourselves, but to go spread it to the world, to our relatives this Christmas season, to tell them who St. Nicholas truly is versus who Santa Claus claims to be. But these ideas that we have, that we know, need to be given to others. 
And in doing so, let us keep the resolutions of this Advent season because we will be able to gather this fortitude and to keep our faith and hope in the Messiah if we receive more communions, if we want communion, if we prepare for communion, and if we pray for that church, which is a proper worship place for the Messiah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.